Man, it has been a long time since we've heard that sound, but thank you for joining us for season two of the Three Fever Point After podcast. I'm Alex Anderson, joined again this year by my co-host, new job title for him. It's Natchitoches Central Offensive Coordinator Jeff Harper. Uh, Coach, so glad to have you back for another season uh, to be here talking ball with you each week. Uh, how you been? I, it's been a long time since we talked, but I kind of wanted to do it that way so we could kind of catch up here on the pod. Absolutely. Well, I, number one, I, I, I'm excited to be back talking ball with you, um, you know, rocking and rolling down in Natchitoches, making that trek from Bossier every day. Uh, it's not as not as bad as I thought it was going to be and, and getting to work with the guys that uh, Jess brought with him from Annie. And, um, you know, I, I got to bring three guys with me from two guys with me from uh, from Red River. And so uh, we've got a really good staff and a, a good group of kids and um, excited about uh, what we're building down in Natchitoches. You know, it was funny uh, when all this kind of started to take shape with, with Jess Curtis going to Natchitoches Central, something we've talked a lot about in our countdown to Friday Football Fever. Uh, you know, remember the last episode last year we had you in, uh, we had Jess on with us, and you two, I mean, it was, I was kind of just sitting in the back letting y'all go, and it was so great to see that chemistry and to see it now kind of come, into, come to fruition uh, in this new thing at Natchitoches Central. Um, what's it been like working with Coach Curtis and, and um, I'm sure a lot of change for you personally and for the Chiefs. Well, Jess has got more energy than anybody that I've ever been around. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He is he is full tilt uh, from the minute he walks on campus. He's usually got him a, a, a large cup of coffee, multiple shots. Uh, he is uh, he is he, he's just one of those guys that he, he gets everything out of you uh, and. The kids love him, and, and he, he demands a lot. Now, I, I will say I've never seen a coach demand as much as he does from his players, from body language to the way they respond uh, to, you know, little things every single day to uh, how they re approach the weight room to, you know, workouts outside, whatever it may be. He demands that they, they, they do things a certain way. He's changed the mindset. He's changing the culture. Um, you know, we had over 125 kids go through summer workouts, wow. which is, you know – hasn't happened in, in a long time, if ever, in that condition. So there's a lot of excitement. I mean, I think we had over 800 people meet the Chiefs, uh, the first to ever meet the Chiefs that Coach Cryer put on. Uh, and so when I tell you that there is uh, nothing like him, that I've, I've never been around anybody like him. And, and the staff that he's brought with him, uh, they, there's a reason that Manny was a powerhouse, and he's trying to bring that uh, to that condition. So I'm, I'm just happy to be a part of it and, and learn what I can. Uh, every single day um, that it's going to make me a better coach. And uh, at the same time, Jess, there's not a dull moment in the day. There's a whole lot of laughing, a whole lot of cutting <laughs> up. But when it's time to get real serious, he's he goes from funny to scary serious yeah. real fast. And I, I, I love it. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, anyone who's been on the sidelines covering a game uh, with, with Jess uh, have seen that side uh, from time to time, especially when, it, uh, you know, when things aren't going the way he would like out there, whether it be the officials or the players or whatever. So, uh, man, I'm just so excited <laughs> to, to see more of this, to see your first game. Uh, I'm just so happy for you, you know, as a friend, to have this opportunity to have you two come together. I feel like it was something we actually talked about uh, a, a, a while ago, how cool it would be, and we're finally here. It's, it's just incredible. Um, I'll ask you one last question about the Chiefs, and then we'll move on. Um, one thing that would be noticeably different from what Coach Curtis did at Manny to what you do is that style of offense. Um, I know you don't want to give away a lot and, or anything, really, but uh, 
Take me through that, uh, how, how different, uh, who's really budging more, what, what's the offense going to kind of look like there in Natchitoches? Well, you'd be surprised. Jess has got a, a, a style that he wants, um, and it, he wants to be able to establish a line of scrimmage, and he wants to be able to move people in the box. He wants to be physical and run the ball. And, uh, you know, being a, being a run-and-shoot guy, you know, we, we want to run the ball too. And so, um, but having a pass game built off of it with the ability to, you know, add – um, you know, play actions and, and uh, you know, screens and all that kind of stuff. Uh, you know, Jess is all for that, but at the same time being able to RPO. We've kept, you know, some under center stuff uh, that he likes, and, and, and I brought some of the stuff that I like, like to do from, the, from under center. So uh, it, there hasn't really been any push, you know, back from him. He made it clear to me that I, I'm bringing you here to do what you do. Here are the things that I would like for you to be able to incorporate in your offense. Um, because it kind of fits what we're wanting to do as a as a program, uh, and the way he plays defense, he needs an offense that can control the ball, and so um, it's worked out really well. Um, and so far, you know what what we're doing right now, we've got a lot of uh, new faces up front, um, and uh, you know adding Big Joe into the the mix on offensive line, LSU commit. Yeah. Um, you know he is he's as dominant as you're going to find, but uh, you know adding some pieces around him, you know they're they're new to the, those spots, and so. Um, you know the run game will come, but uh, they're they're really good at, at at you know pass protection. We got skill guys, a lot of them. Atkins just got a lot of skill guys, and so uh, I, I don't think I've ever had this many skill guys, um, you know, this deep, you wow. know, two three deep at each spot. And so that's exciting, and we're young. So um, you know, Jess is he's got what he wants, and and we're building a we're building a new look offense, but it's got Jess's stamp all over it. That is awesome. I, I can't wait to see it, and I'm not going to wait much longer. The reason I texted you yesterday to find out where your game will be on Friday is because that's the game I'm going to shoot because i got to see it in action firsthand, and I feel like we've it's almost become a tradition. I, I shoot your first game every year. This is like four years in a row now that we've done it this way. I love it, man. I think it's awesome. Yeah, it's fantastic. I'll come by. Uh, be sure to say hello. Um, I did want to ask before we moved on to some other football stuff, just because I know if anyone's been listening to our show and invested in, in us and everything, I wanted to ask how Eli was doing over in Southern Arkansas. Oh, man, he's doing great. Uh, he's, he's learning how to be a, a college athlete, and uh, he's got a lot of guys uh, that he's learning from up there. They're, you know, Coach Smiley's rebuilding a program, and, and they've got a lot of talent. So, uh, he's glad to be a part of it, and, and, and every day he's getting to learn from some guys that have been doing it for a long time. And so, um, you know, he's excited. He's doing well, and and uh, at the same time, he's he's figuring out how to manage his time and manage all the new things that he's got on his plate. And so, every week we hear some the highs and lows of college life, which <laughs> you know, my wife and I sit back and laugh. It, you know, it's just we told you it was coming. So yep. this is this. It's been he's been fun. He's doing great. Awesome. Love to hear that. A former Griffins player of the week, Elijah Harper there too. So, um, well, we, we've caught up uh, again. Just so nice to, to be back here talking with you. We have so much to really go through. Obviously, you guys being one of the bigger stories in 1-5-A, um, we got some huge games in week one, but I wanted to first talk about, uh, you know, we know teams that a lot of people are, are looking at being very good. You know, your airlines, North DeSoto's, Calvary. Um, I was wondering if you had a couple of teams in mind that maybe not a lot of people are talking about now, similar to maybe North DeSoto a year ago, when we get down to the end, this is going to be a squad that, that everyone's talking about. Well, I think you have to have Huntington in that conversation. Uh, Coach Dennis has done a really good job with his guys. He's got L.J. White, uh, who's been sitting behind Big Cam in the last few years. And so, uh, and lots of skill guys. Uh, Caleb Tucker, one of his receivers, yeah. is a stud. 
So they're they're a team that you really need to pay attention to. Um, you know, uh, I, I don't think it's really a surprise, but I think Evangel is it's right. got, got a bunch of guys that have been starting since they were freshmen. They're not really going to sneak up on anybody. You know, the little E on the side of the helmet is iconic in our area. Uh, it's going to be more iconic now with Faith Family and football coming out on the first. Um, and so I think they're going to be they're going to be good. Um, you know, it, it, I, I think that of course your your blue blood teams like Rustin and those guys are still really really good. So uh, I don't really know if you're going to see a bunch of teams sneak up on anybody as much as um, you know you're going to hear you're going to hear a lot about. Uh, some of these programs that have kind of been in conversations that we've had each and every year, I think you're going to see them take that next step and and be pushing for deep runs in the playoffs. Uh, actually, it was funny. You kind of used the two teams that I was going to talk about there. And Evangel, um, I was out at their practice a couple of weeks ago, a 6 a.m. practice. Uh, you know, they're slow to start. Obviously, we all were. It was 6 in the morning. But, man, when they got going, it was like, wow, uh, this is the – Evangel that we're more accustomed to seeing. They got Gabe Relaford on the defensive line, Texas A&M commit. He is a stud. I mean, he was just running over everyone out there, and, and that's, you know, just in practice. Um, you love the full gym connection, um, quarterback and wide receiver. But what I thought was interesting um, about that quarterback wide receiver connection is when we interviewed Peyton, um, he said, you know, I feel like, or he admitted that he felt he was going to his brother too much, that he was relying way too heavily on him, and teams were figuring it out when he drops back nine times out of ten that's where he's looking and we talked about that for a minute and Gabe came up and he he was kind of stood there and he was like man I, I need a minute I've never heard him say that that was so great to actually hear him <laughs> acknowledge that and and what a leader to admit his faults and to and to uh you know be open about that so that was pretty cool and you know they've got a couple of wide receivers uh that are going to compliment now Parker and they look scary good and you did also call it faith family football it's actually called God family football, but faith family football would have been a slam dunk. That's another FFF coach. Hey, you know, I, I didn't really know the name of it. I just, <laughs> just know that that's kind of their moniker. Right. Um, and so, you know, we listened to coach Bachman over the years and yeah. some other guys, you know, those are the three that stood out, but I do know that that's going to be a big, big thing for them. And yeah. at the same time, uh, it gives you a, you know, peek behind the scenes of what it's like to play, at Evangel and, and the, you know those guys have been playing those the, the that this senior class they've been starting since they're freshmen and I really do think that all of those reps are going to pay off and I think they're going to be really really good yeah and I mean that district those are Huntington and Evangel they're both in that district with Northwood with North DeSoto I mean Northwood they've only lost one district game in three years and that was not to North DeSoto it was to Huntington last year so that league is mm -hmm. is so interesting and and uh, I, I think that's where we can start when we're talking about our games this week because our game of the week I think it was an easy choice with Louisiana kicking things off North DeSoto and Airline I mean these have to be two teams obviously the Griffins after what they did last year, but these have to be two teams that are thinking, you know, this is a year where we have a strong chance to make a long run here. Absolutely. Uh, and listen, uh, I think airlines loaded, um, you know, they've had a group of kids that have been playing since they were freshmen as well. And so now they're going into, you know, this year where they've, they've really, they, they, they seven and oh run in district and, you know, early an early departure from the playoffs in the first round last year. I know that they, they haven't gotten over that. Being around Ben Taylor this off season and, and getting to train him, um, you know, he is extremely extremely sharp um, and, and prepared. And that, so they're going to be they're going to be good. And here's the deal about airline: not only not only can they throw it, but they can run it. Right. Um, and then you've got North Dakota that's that's 
you know, coming off a, a dome appearance and, and really, um, you know, should have won that ball game. If you, yeah. if, you know, I was there, I watched it. Uh, they're, they're as good as you're going to find. Um, you know, Delafield can spin it. He's got four wide receivers that are really good in a, in a good run game. And so and they're going to be salty on defense. So that game is a game I, I was, I was telling one of our coaches this, this morning, you know, I, I almost feel like uh, it's it, that, that game, it, it's almost like how I feel about, you know, wanting to watch a college game. Yeah. Since I can't be there to see it, I can't wait to get my hands on the film or go back and watch it on NFHS or wherever, because that, that is yeah, probably, if not, it's the biggest game up here in Northwest Louisiana for sure, but yeah. it's one of the biggest games in the entire state with that, the, the type of teams that you're, that you're getting week one. Right, and, and you know, last year it was a matchup of two teams that we thought they would be improved, but we did not see, I don't think any of us saw what they ended up doing uh, coming mm-hmm. in that season. And so now here we are, a lot, of those, a lot of those rosters are back from the teams we saw a year ago. And, you know, I was thinking that same thing with North DeSoto, Delafield and his weapons. We had them in the Jamboree this last week on Friday Football Fever. And just to my, in, in my head when I'm calling the highlights, I'm like, oh, they have that kid too. Oh, my gosh, they have that kid too. Wow. And then Cole Corey makes the number one play of the week with this incredible catch off of a tip, off of his helmet. I mean, they are, like you said, they're about as loaded as you can be in airline. You mentioned them running the ball, trade. Jackson's back. He is such a dynamic player. We saw him all year last year really making highlights. Uh, man, it is going to be a lot of fun, and I'm so excited that we have Daniel headed out there. Uh, I mean, what a what a way to kick off week one um, in Louisiana. Uh, that brings me to another game that kicks off the year, and it's almost kind of an opposite story to me. Two teams with older guys, but guys that maybe didn't play as much getting here, and I don't know what to make of it. Northwood and Benton, always a heck of a game to start the year, but two teams with two quarterbacks that are very similar as, in terms of their stories. Uh, I think this game has potential to be another really, really good one. Oh, uh, absolutely, and, and I think, um, you know, Benton, Benton is gonna be one of those teams where you're really not gonna be able to figure them out early because they are replacing so many guys. Um, especially, you know, a, a three-year starter at QB. Right. Uh, you know, I, I really believe, um, you know, arguably the best receiver uh, graduated, best receiver in the area last year, Pierce Russell. Uh, so, the, you know, those those are big shoes to fill, but they had some pretty good offensive linemen too. So, um, you know, in a really salty defense. Well, now, now you're replacing all those guys. you got a new scheme, a new defensive coordinator, um, you know. And at the same time, you look on the other side in, in Northwood, they got a new signal. Caller Mason Welch is now at Kilgore, um, and you know they, they've got uh, they got some new pieces, and you don't know which way it's going to go, but you know it's going to be one of those games going to be fun to watch, and you're going to see uh, well coached you know scheme on both sides of the ball. So uh, I, I don't know which way that leans. I've seen film on both both teams, and I, I got to be at Benton Spring Game when they played Calvary. Uh, Jeffrey King is one of the best guys in the area that nobody's talking about. Yeah. Uh, he's got a huge, huge arm. I mean, he's got a huge arm, maybe the strongest arm in the area. Um, you know, big javelin thrower, unbelievable athlete. Uh, he can run it. He can spin it. Um, the thing is, can they protect him? And they got guys that can catch it like they like they want to be able to throw it, you know. So that's going to be the interesting part for them. And how well do they adapt with the new scheme? Um, all those questions will be answered, you know, sooner than later. But that is going to be an interesting ball ball game for sure. Yeah, I'm excited for that one. And you mentioned uh, Jeffrey King. When when I interviewed uh, Coach Reynolds Moore uh, at their practice 
another 6 a.m. practice. I'm just patting myself on the back at this point uh, for getting up that early. <laughs> um, he said the exact same thing you did. He said, man, he has got an unbelievable arm. Coach Moore said it was the best arm he'd ever coached. Um, so, But he echoed that same thing. Not a lot of people know that. Not a lot of people have seen it, and they're going to be blown away by what this guy's able to do. And you mentioned the running. I thought one thing that was funny that Coach Moore said is, you know, uh, Jeffrey's a lot different than Gray. Gray was a much skinnier guy. Coach didn't have to tell Gray to run out of bounds or, or slide. He was he was going to do that. Jeffrey's trying to put the shoulder down and and go head first into into action. So uh, they're going to have to, mm -hmm. according to Coach, they're going to have to reel him in a bit when it comes to that because he played wide receiver, uh, much like Northwood's quarterback Hudson Heron, who is our Griffins Player of the Week this week. Um, so a couple athletic guys, but really, and I assume you've at least worked with them or seen them in some capacity. Two guys that really are, are I think, are going to be great quarterbacks for us here this year. No, no question, no question. And Jeffrey King is one of those guys that uh, he is he is bigger than Gray. Uh, I don't know if he's as fast as Gray, but I know he's as, as good an athlete. Um, and he is scared of nothing. And at the same <laughs> time, uh, the Heron kid is too. He's the same way. I mean, we got uh, some film, um, you know, of Northwood against. Uh, somebody I can't remember I watched a little bit of it and and he he was putting his shoulder down running dudes over so I love to see that I love I love it when quarterbacks aren't afraid to make contact and, and drop the shoulder and run over somebody I love it yeah um, and, and and I just man I don't know how they do it at Northwood uh, Mason is one of the nicest kids ever uh, just every time you see him in public he's just so awesome and you know, Hudson's just right there. He said, Hudson told me they're best friends, and they are two peas in a pod, man. They are just great, great, great dudes, and always fun to uh, to chat with them. Um, every time I see Mason, he always calls me Hollywood, which I just think is hilarious. Uh, you know, that very, I'm like, no, man, I'm, I'm from Houghton, Blanchard, pretty much the same thing. So it's, uh, it's very, very, very <laughs> relatable to the, uh, to the Northwood Falcons in that regard. Um, just looking through our list of games we're covering. Um, I, another interesting one, uh, you know, two teams that, that obviously, you know, or one team, you know, a lot about um, Parkway at Minden. Um, I think Minden's going to be a lot better this year too. And Parkway, you know, they got two sophomores in the offensive backfield. They're going to be an interesting team uh, to see how this kind of unfolds for them uh, as the season goes along. Yeah, but I, I think that, uh, that they're going to be a whole lot better than people give them credit. And uh, and I'm sure that's kind of where Coy probably want to be. Like, yeah. he's not on everybody's radar. You know, he, he doesn't have to worry about that. Um, but I, I got to see uh, see their, their fall scrimmage against Washtenaw. Washtenaw's big fast and and parkway played with them and uh even you know got a couple of uh you know big big plays swing their way for them to pull out uh you know a victory in that game late in the time quarter so i think minden um they've got some they've always got really good athletes they're going to be big um they're going to be fast that game could go either way if they rattle they can rattle parkway offensively uh and you know they could make it they could make it interesting. Parkway's defense is good. In fact, I'd probably put Parkway's defense up there with anybody uh, yeah. in northwest Louisiana. They get a lot of guys back. Um, you know, uh, they, they got Big BJ up front, and then they've got Camaro Mayo that's going to try to lock down your best your best receiver. So, um, and that, that doesn't mention you know I'm not even talking about you know Chipman that's at safety and and some of those other guys. So Carter Wells out there. You know they got some they've got some pieces. So. They're they're going to be very very good on the defensive side. Hard to score on, and they got the best special teams guy you know in the area. 
Yep, I was going to say two things about Parkway. Camaro Mayo, unbelievable player, best name that I've seen so far uh, in preseason. And then Aaron Burrell, I mean, my goodness. I don't know if we've ever seen a kicker or a special teams weapon uh, quite like this in our area. Uh, Coy was, was telling me preseason, they're talking about 65, 70 yarders. They might actually consider letting him try that. I mean, have you ex ever really in high school seen a kicker with this type of ability? Well, you're going to find this hilarious, but uh, I held uh, uh, for Craig Oberlander, who was the SRO at Parkway. He was the best <laughs> kicker I've ever seen. Okay. I think he kicked like a 55, 56-yarder. Uh, I held it. We were at Independence Stadium in 96, <laughs> uh, and he, he could boom it. He was a soccer player, all-world soccer player, could have kicked D1. Um, I, I think he had schools like Arkansas and other – a uh, couple SEC schools looking at him. I, I can't remember who they were. I'd be lying if I, if I said I knew him. But he, he decided to play uh, soccer in college. And so um, I watched him kick it in, you know, on top of the ticket booth every day of practice. <laughs> and he was unbelievable. He's the best kicker I've ever seen. Wow. I've ever seen until, until I saw Burrell. Um, and, and Burrell has no idea. Aaron Burrell has no idea. He goes to school every day with a guy that in high school could, could kick it like he could kick it. Now, I don't think that – I don't think Oberlander could kick it 70 yards but i know he could kick it 60 yards and so uh that that's what what burrell can do is just it's mind-blowing i watched him during warm-ups when they played us week two at red river he was kicking a 65 yarder during warm-ups yep. um and that was last year so he's bigger stronger a year older uh but i wouldn't be surprised if he if he hit something 65 or better this year I mean, that's why we have you on the show. I mean, that's an unbelievable history lesson, something that I, I don't think anyone knows, and maybe perhaps a, a story for the future, because that's some pretty cool stuff. And I'm sure a lot of the Respect credit Craig Oberlander. <laughs> Put respect on the man's name. The dude was unbelievable. Well, Craig Oberlander, there's your shout-out, brother. Love it. Now, I, would, he, would he agree that the hold was just as good as the kick? It doesn't matter. He made the <laughs> kick. At the end of the day, laces were out and he made the kick <laughs> the lace is out lace is out any uh, ace ventura fans out there certainly uh, know what that's all about um i did want to ask about a team um that unfortunately we didn't get to cover in the countdown and i really wanted to because of where their new head coach comes from that's bozier and gary smith um you know we've talked about him a lot on this show we've featured houghton's offense plenty of times and he's the leader there um him getting this head coaching job now at, at bozier a place that you know, it's it's been tough. Uh, it's been tough for to have sustained success there with the Bearcats. Um, I don't know how much, if any, you've been able to see of what he's been able to do in his short time there. But I'm sure this is a guy and a team that uh, may you should be excited for now as we move uh, forward into the future. Well, I got to work with Gary's quarterback this off season, and I got to be around him a little bit. Uh, he's he's put together a really good staff. He's got Eddie Pentecost coming out of retirement. He's the guy's a uh, uh, you know, local legend has been coaching DBs in, in uh, the South Bossier area Parkway for years. Uh, you know, the guy was my offensive coordinator uh, when I was in high school, uh, my freshman and sophomore year. So Eddie's one of the best of the best, and now he's going to be coaching over there. He's got Mike Mano coaching his offensive line, who was with me at Red River last year. Um, he's really put together a good staff. C.J. Morgan's his OC, who does a really good job. Young coach. Uh, he's on fire. You know, really smart, sharp guy. Uh, played at Mississippi State, so he he's building it right, and he you know he's got uh, people in the community, and and he's got uh, you know alumni backing him, and uh, people investing in that program. He's done a really great job coming in and fixing the weight room. He really wants to build that 
that program, you know, around a, a really strong uh, strength conditioning program, and he's done that. So, Bozier's always going to have talent. He's just got to get those kids out to play football, and I think, I think he's going to be able to do that. And they're going to they're going to be solid on defense. They're going to come downhill and, and pop you in the mouth, and uh, and I believe that people will give him the opportunity. Which he's a Bozier alum. I mean, he's got yeah. he's got the backing of the community. But if people can be patient, he can he can turn that thing around and, and make them a, a winner year in year out. He's one of the best defensive guys around. And now, you, now he's back in the saddle as a head coach, and I'm really excited for him and excited for that Bozier community. You know, I'll do a little peek behind the curtain. He he did message me uh, about something going on at Bozier uh, a couple months ago, and the, the first sentence was, hey, I know it's not Houghton, but I'm like, oh, come on, man. <laughs> We're good. I, I love all of our, all of our uh, schools equally there, but I just thought it was funny. I love when people kind of uh, come at me like that at first is to, you know, if to say, well, I know it's not Houghton, but you should care. I always care. This is what I'm here for. I went to school at Houghton. I love those guys. But look, I mean, I'm sitting here talking on a podcast with a Parkway guy. So, I mean, what are you going to do? <laughs> well, true. look, man. Very true. Yeah, of course. I mean, I, I, I have worn a Parkway hat for the past two years, too. But maybe that will change this year. That's a topic for another time. Look, man, I think we've gone here about 30 minutes. Um, I think that's all we got. The history lesson about the Parkway kicker was unbelievable. Um, what was the man's name one more time? Craig Oberlander. He is the current SRO at Parkway High School. That is just a fantastic story. I'm going to remember that. And luckily, hopefully, we've recorded this, so it'll be there for everyone to remember. But, um, Coach, unless you got anything else to add, I think we should uh, sign this off, man. What do you say? I think we're good, man. Glad to be back for another year. Oh, it's uh, so great to be back. And I do love this time just to sit and catch up with you. And, um, you know, I know we're both pretty busy uh, with what we got going on, but um, it's nice to take some time once a week to sit down and or stand up and, and talk to you about the sport, uh, <laughs> the sport we all love so much. So, uh, Coach Harper, Offensive Coordinator Natchitoches Central, thank you for joining us for another week. We'll, we'll figure out a, a guest for next week so we can uh, get someone else on here with us. But until next week, you're listening to the Three Fever Point After Podcast. We'll see you Friday night for Friday Football Fever.